0: Hello everybody, my name is Chris Vatsis, I'm a ship finance partner at Stephens from Harwood in Piraeus. Um, thank you very much, Nicholas, for the invitation moderating uh, this interesting panel. Um, I'm conscious that we should spend some time uh, receiving questions from the audience in respect of Poseidon principle uh, and how this has been apply- is being applied to ship finance documentation. Uh, but the objective of... Today's panel discussion is to explore the status of international ship financing. Um, We do have um, a panel of distinguished banks representatives, international and Greek, so we're very lucky to get some input and insight in respect of how they approach shipping nowadays. Starting our discussion, I would like to highlight and make an assertion really, which is a commonplace, that banking and ship finance landscape has fundamentally changed over the last decades since the turmoil in the global financial markets and the shipping crisis. The challenges in international ship financing and shipping market includes the exit of certain key players in the shipping uh, banking sector, and at the same time the scaling down of their shipping activities of some other banking uh, financial institutions. Also, we have seen the emergence of alternative uh, means of financing, something which will be explored further on uh, through another panel. Uh, And also, Poseidon principle being uh, an illustration of that, it seems that banking and shipping becomes much more professionalized and regulated, which, will, which of course does have an impact on the, on, the, on the banking and ship finance sector. The effect of all these aspects is that there has been a slowdown of the, of the traditional banking, uh, however, in this context, there are certain banks which are still active and, of, and some of them have shown some increased appetite for ship finance. Um, I have the privilege of moderating a panel comprising of distinguished members of the banking, ship banking sector, and I would like to invite each one of them in this context to present themselves and then continue with our discussion here. Uh, Eleni, you would like to start, please. Sure.
1: Thank you. Yeah Okay, so first of all, I'd like to thank the host for inviting us here in Cyprus for this uh, prestigious event. Uh, my name is Eleni Vretou. I'm the Executive General Manager for Piraeus Bank in Greece, uh, heading all corporate and investment banking practice uh, for the bank.
2: Hello, my name is Katerina Eleftheriu. I'm heading the Greek shipping portfolio of HSBC Bank. I'm very delighted to be here. Nicholas, thank you very much.
3: Good afternoon. My name is Iraklis. I'm heading the shipping finance business at Amsterdam Trade Bank since July 16, since basically the bank started shipping finance, and I'm delighted to be here with you today.
4: Hello, my name is George Arkadis. I am heading the ABN Amro office in uh, Greece since 2010.
5: Hello and thank you to Capital Link for the kind invitation. Uh, my name is Vashir Weefkind with uh, d Bank. I head up our Greek shipping business uh, out of Athens.
0: Thank you very much, everybody. Um, I would like to extend the first question to George Arkadis, representing AB and uh, George, how do you see the traditional banking lending nowadays? Um, what are the main aspects uh, of traditional banking and how this have changed over the last years? based on your experience and in your institution as well. Thank you, Christos.
4: I think you mentioned uh, before about uh, regulation. Regulation is, uh, for banks has increased very much, especially after the subprime crisis in uh, 2008. As a result of that, uh, the compliance desks of each bank have become very important. They are important for our business and they are also extremely powerful. In some cases, the head of compliance reports directly to the CEO, just to give you an idea of how strong they are. Uh, Over and above, uh, the risk rating models of the banks have uh, changed very much uh, in the last five, six years and so is the way that we calculate the risk-weighted assets, the RWAs. And following that uh, development, uh, the new models that have been uh, introduced, risk-rating models, are favoring lending to companies that are actually large, they have sizable and uh, if uh, possible, diversified fleets, they have a a diverse uh, uh, revenue profile more stable and uh, they have also have a proper corporate governance vis-a-vis the smaller uh, companies while I do appreciate that there are, there are a lot of uh, medium to, to small sized companies that uh, meet the criteria then there is uh, sustainability which is here to stay and I think this is very positive we heard uh, earlier from Alexandros the Poseidon principles And I feel that uh, in the coming years, the banks will uh, be assisting more those companies that contribute to the sustainability agenda. And I also feel that uh, there is also a last development, and that has to do with capital, which is limited compared to how it was 15 years ago. So, to answer the question, the nature of our business has not changed. We still aim to lend money to those companies that have the capacity and uh, the financial means to pay us back. But all this has become a very time consuming
0: and difficult process. Thank you very much, George. Um, Continue with your last statement that you are in business, all ship finance banks are in business to extend loans um, and make money out of this. Um, and since we have some repre- we have representatives of the shipping market here, what are the minimum required criteria, typical client profile that a bank would approach or would accept to be approached in order to consider extending a loan? I would like to get the insight from Katerina first.
2: So for HSBC who is active during the last four decades and has built a Greek ship lending book of 2.8 billion. And it is split among 60 uh, groups from small family-owned companies to very large private and few public ones. Uh, We have been conservative traditionally in our policies. We have uh, rigorous selection criteria. We mainly uh, focus on the character The reputation and the relationship we we build with the principals. We do look for a clean credit track record and operational, successful operational performance. We do bank the owners who are committed to the sector and who are here to stay for the long run, uh, who are highly liquid and uh, willing to support their business when things go south. Fortunately, we are. Flexible enough in regards to company size, so this makes us relevant to almost the entire spectrum of the local community, excluding overaged fleets. And although we do welcome the corporate structure and um, the audited consolidated financial statements, uh, the industry, as George said, moves towards this direction. But I cannot say that their absence uh, is a no-go for a clients whom we know well and we bank for many years.
0: Thank you, Katerina. Pashir, you are the new head of TNB and in Athens. What's d what's perspective in this regard?
5: Well, I would echo also what Katerina said before. I think for us, uh, the key driver in looking at our Greek shipping portfolio is the relationship. Uh, we've been in this business for, in some cases, over half a century. Um, with, with certain names so relationship is extremely important and will continue to be important in, uh, in us supporting uh, certain clients. Um, in addition, I would say you know, worldwide we have really refocused our global portfolio around 100 blue chip names, um, that is a bit of a decrease from where we were a number of years ago but I think the reason for doing that is to, um, to focus, and it sounds very logical, but to focus more and more on, on profitability. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, more often than not in the past what we've seen is that profitability has been an issue and that's also the reason why a lot of traditional shipping banks have exited the space. Uh, For us, um, profitability has gone hand in hand with building our investment banking platform. Uh, We've spent the last decade uh, investing significantly in building up our investment banking platform. Luckily for us uh, that has coincided with the uh, rise, if you will, of the, uh, the Norwegian uh, high-yield bond market. Uh, so, yeah, we really um, have focused on, on developing those capabilities and, and products as well. And just to give you an example, um, moving away from the lending business per se, in the last you know 12 months we've, uh, we've closed and arranged $13 billion in, in shipping loans in total, uh, 3.5 billion of which on our balance sheet, uh, but importantly also 2.5 billion uh, we've arranged through the capital markets. So again, I think an important diversification. And then, if you ask me, you know, what kind of clients um, do you focus on these days? Uh, the answer would be the clients uh, that allow us to really, um, uh, you know, offer our full product suites, and that can be ECA financing, it can be capital markets, that uh, can be commodity hedges. Uh, a lot of focus last year, I think, on, uh, on some of the, uh, the hedges that we saw out to Lock in the Spread, uh, high sulfur versus low sulfur. Uh, so we've been active in that field. Uh, long-winded way of saying, uh, wherever we feel, uh, there's an opportunity for us to, um, uh, yeah, to use our product suite. Uh, that's, that's where we focus on.
0: Thank you very much. We do have the representative of a smaller boutique bank. Uh, would you be so kind to give, give, give us your insight from the perspective of a smaller boutique bank?
3: Absolutely. I think I make a difference because ATB is much smaller than my fellow panelists. Um, We entered this market uh, about four years ago, slightly different than what you have seen recently from the bigger banks. You know, we, as I mentioned also last year when I was here, we want to bring back the more traditional approach to shipping finance, which has come under attack and is still under attack, within brackets attack. Uh, mostly from a regulation perspective, but not only. Um, you know, Pretty much, I would say, the pressure that the banks are getting comes from the regulator of the banks, uh, in our particular case, the Dutch National Bank. Um, and, and, of course, that uh, has some spillover effects. So, for us, what is especially crucial is that our clients that we like to team up with exhibit adaptability, and, of course, it goes without saying that they need to have the expertise, the track record, you know, everything there. But I would say it's crucial as well to have Adaptability to, to the various market circumstances, to be able to say, okay, sometimes maybe growth is not the best strategy for the near future, and maybe they should take a step back and you know change their fleet composition or renew the fleet or you know whatever is necessary. Um, that's equally important to all the other aspects that, as I mentioned before, have been mentioned already, like you know the track record and the, and the experience. Um, Now, for ATB, um, we don't have a a specific preference on the structure or, you know, uh, on whether it should be consolidated group or not. Uh, There are, of course, some minimum requirements um, (coughs) that I think those have become norm, like the only finance statements and stuff like that. I don't think there is a point to discuss those anymore or having better shares or registered shares and stuff like that. Um, So for us, there is not really a specific market or a sector or a client group size that we favor more, it's more, as I said, that we're looking for those elements that should be there, and, uh, and then we'll be, um, we'll be there to support those, um, those firms.
0: Thank you very directly. Um, that was most enlightening. Uh, we do have a representative of a Greek bank as well. Um, I, I do hear assertions of the kind that Greek banks are more uh, accommodating when it comes to their terms or their loan profiling. Is this an accurate statement, Eleni? representing Perios Bank, which is one of the biggest sure. systemic bank banks in Greece.
1: Sure. Um, I'm not sure whether accommodating is a nice word or a bad word in the connotation. So whether no, 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 no so. connotation whatsoever. Okay. Being yeah.
0: flexible and no, I showing understanding about the business of the client.
1: I, I'd say there's one thing. I mean, Greek banks are very much driven by relationship as well as the rest of the banks operating in the sector. But I think what is the acute difference between a Greek and international bank is that for a Greek bank, it's unthinkable not to be invested in shipping. I mean, like shipping is core to the Greek economy. Uh, it is one like and it's the only sector globally where we command global leadership and supremacy. And as such, I mean when I was asked like you know, when I joined the bank about a year ago, my board asked me is like, you know, how can a Greek bank be competitive in a market where international banks have lower cost of funding, lower cost of capital, etc." and I said exactly that that you know it's not about being more competitive it's about like you know choosing the transactions and the relationships that like you know you can offer like you know that like a little like element of difference so for instance like you know once we saw in 2019 that several international banks have retreated from like you know shipping from greek shipping and the overall like you know, you know financing participation like percentage has reduced the percentage where Greek and Cypriot banks lent to the sector has increased markedly. What this tells us is that once like, you know, the Greek banks had several challenges to address, like liquidity in the past years, like capital, once they have settled that, like you know, they basically decided that like, you know, it is fundamental to be exposed to the sector by choosing the right transactions. Now, whether that means that this is accommodating, I would disagree. I'd say that our approach is basically to sit down with the owner, Discuss what is the optimal strategy in order to ensure that the loan is repaid and be there a partner for the long run. Uh, Because, you know, um, the the saying that I'm sure like many of you have said in several discussions with lenders is that an umbrella is no use when when there's sunshine outside, you need the umbrella when it's raining. And I think this is what the Greek banks have very much done so in 2016. Uh, and in the current Lagnino like, you know, crisis, where Lagnino, like, you know, even though we might hope it's temporary, it still, Nino like, you know, causes a lot of angst. So we're going to be here to stay, and I think the economy needs us uh, because of the retreat of the international lenders, we felt a void. Lagnino, like, you know, we filled up a void uh, in the market.
0: Uh, Lenin, thank you very much. In this competitive market, how would um, how could a Greek bank compete? I, 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 I said this question in light of the latest... Uh, articles that i have uh, have read in respect of uh, of a collaboration between your bank and Orix sure. how would that help Piraeus bank or you know your bank in particular and how would that collaboration assist the shipping sector sure provide additional services perhaps or
1: so the one thing i would say is that the the natural like in you know, positioning the market for us is the mid-sized owners uh, and because of like you know, the high cost of funding we have uh, higher than international banks we concentrate on the ones that are like, you know, smaller fleets or older vessels perhaps, even scrap-covered, but like you know, really people who really honor like, you know, their investments and you know, stay good, like you know, stay true to their promises. Now, this strategic collaboration with Oryx, which is a very big group uh, active in shipping for more than 50 years with over a hundred and billion balance sheet, is not there to provide us, like you know, to substitute us as lender. Quite the contrary we felt that there's a need in the market for us to be able to underwrite bigger transactions perhaps and also to offer access to financial solutions outside greece so for instance like nino we're looking at leasing products that we can do like nino jointly we're looking at underwriting jointly large transactions in the sense that we need to ensure that you know our return on capital remains at satisfactory levels because let us not forget i mean as my colleague said before the reason why several banks exited the sector was not because of the credit issues anymore, it's because of low profitability, low return on capital. So therefore, what we as a bank proactively have done is to try to find a partner that will allow us to turn our balance sheet in a way that will not compromise our ability to provide financing to our clients in the future and you know, uh, for bigger projects and more ambitious projects.
0: Thank you, Lenny, all the best with the new endeavors. Thank you. Um, I would like to, uh, moving on to the comment uh, that Pashir made um, made at the beginning in respect of the fact that you are trying to diversify uh, the services being provided to your clients, mentioning the capital markets, Uh, I would like to touch base a little bit on the alternative means of financing. And I would like to get your insight as to how your bank sees its competition vis-à-vis alternative means of financing and how you position yourself so far and how you propose to do that in the future?
5: Sure. Um, You know, I think looking at uh, just very simply uh, the change of the the lending mix in maritime land over the last uh, decades, this used to be a sector dominated by traditional European shipping banks. I think we've moved away from that. Uh, I would say uh, approximately 50-50 European traditional banks, uh, the other 50%, mostly coming from, uh, from Asia, uh, from new, um, uh, new money providers. So, then looking at the structures that we see, I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind is Chinese leasing. Uh, Chinese leasing is, a, is an important product and I think has helped, uh, for example last year, the, the tanker space tremendously, uh, in a situation where uh, a lot of uh, companies were focused on liquidity, couldn't find liquidity in the traditional bank market, uh, went out and obtained uh, Chinese leases, uh, sometimes at uh, more aggressive profiles, higher loan-to-values, and aggressive competitive pricing terms. So I think uh, the traditional banks have lost a lot of the actual lending and balance sheet exposure to to the Chinese leasing houses. Uh, Then there is uh, direct lending. Um, We've seen a lot of activity in the hedge fund space, CLO space. Uh, some of the guys that we uh, that we cover uh, through our investment banking desk uh, that have shown an appetite for shipping, but not necessarily on the equity side, uh, more an appetite for direct lending transactions. And uh, to be to be frank, I think we've really used uh, that trend uh, to um, to diversify ourselves also away from uh, putting uh, buy and hold exposure onto our balance sheet directly and rather arrange those types of financings for and on behalf of our clients. Uh, Chinese leasing structures can be very complicated. Um, You know, it's not really always an apples-to-apples comparison what you get from the leasing houses. So what we did last year, for example, is organize in Shanghai uh, with uh, a number of our global clients a conference where we actually invited the lessors, uh, brought them over uh, to a venue like this uh, and set them up with, um, uh, you know, with the counterparties uh, on a speed dating basis and introduce. Um, so again, I think a long-winded way of saying uh, while lending will remain and continues to be important for us as an institution, uh, we also are quite agnostic right now in terms of you know, what markets we execute in. We look across the capital structure, we advise our clients, uh, and uh, yeah, we will be there going forward uh, to, uh, to help the best solutions for, for the names that we cover.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Irekli, following up uh, Pasir's um, response, uh, what are the advantages of, of a bank like yours vis-à-vis you know, an, an alternative means of financing? I think they are quite obvious, but I would like to get some insight from you as well.
3: I, I tend to say quite a few, but then I will uh, probably upset Pasir who is a good friend of me. <laughs> so, um, first of all, being a small bank, it's, uh, it's, it's, the situation is much more manageable. So wherever we like to steer from one sector or another, because we see more opportunities from tankers versus dry bulk, then we can easily do that. That's an obvious advantage. Uh, for instance, at the moment, um, you know, dry bulk is at the point which is very comparable to 2016. And for me, that will have been one of the best moments to enter into a, into a new uh, transaction. And at the moment, I favor very much dry bulk transactions, as long as we share the same vision and Strategy with our um, with our customers or partners, I should say. That's a more appropriate uh, word to use. Um, so again, small bank, we can take a more uh, insightful view on a specific segment or or, or, or particular uh, client group that we would like to team up with, and structure a facility more to the needs uh, that you know uh, are you know are required in a, in a way because of the market, but also are sustainable in the medium to long term for us and, uh, of course, our partner.
0: Thank you very much, Freckley. Um George, in your um, introductory um, comment, uh, you, you emphasized the issue of regulatory regime being imposed on you. Is it an accurate statement to say that it's becoming more and more cumbersome for someone like you to justify shipping internally? Or to promote shipping internally? Okay, first
4: of all, uh, shipping as a percentage of our balance sheet, and I think of any banks a uh, balance sheet is not very big, it can be 1%, 2%, maybe 3 4%, maybe the Greek banks are an exception to that, but for uh, international uh, European banks, it's a relatively small amount. However, it needs to make sense, because shipping has to compare on equal terms with all other businesses within the corporate bank. And that can be manufacturing, uh, uh, food and retail, financial institutions, any business, you know. And the comparison is being done on the basis of the return on equity. And the return on equity needs to be above the threshold. And if it's not above the threshold for a prolonged period of time, then there is a problem. At the same time, shipping as a business faces... A few challenges, and some of those challenges have to do with the perception of shipping. I mean, the high volatility is not a perception, shipping is a high volatile business. We saw the uh, Cape size earnings dropping from 35 to 3.5 in six months' time. When uh, a risk guy in Rotterdam, Hamburg, or London sees that, he's not happy at all, and vice versa, obviously. Uh, Also, it's a capital-intensive business, and the cross-sell is relatively limited compared to that of the other businesses. So you make money primarily by uh, lending, especially in a market like in Greece. Uh, And then there is this perception about the intransparent nature of the shipping companies. And also another perception that uh, the shipping community can do more on sustainability. Now, as you know, perception is not reality. And our job is to make sure that all these issues are being addressed. But you cannot address the issue of high losses, for example, because there it's numbers and numbers speak for themselves, you know. Uh, So we need to have a profitable business. uh, a sustainable business and how do we achieve that first by pricing the loans in a way that reflects the associated risks and there are risks in, in this uh, business as we all know and secondly by keeping uh, the provisions and the impairments and the losses whatever you know at a minimum uh, level zero if possible because if you look at the banking map today and compare it with how it looked like 15 years ago, we will notice that most of the traditional lenders at that time have exited or have recently announced that they will exit. And this is not good. It's not good for shipping. It's not good for the banks, and it it's not good for the employees of the banks either. OK. So, uh, the competition from uh, China, as Pasquire said, is very much welcomed and uh, we at ABN Amuro, uh, we encourage our clients to have a diverse capital base because we think the trend is towards corporatization of uh, shipping and uh, we want that uh, to happen. Uh, when a door closes, another door opens. So a lot of banks left. Others have uh, entered the, the room. Apparently, they don't have any legacy portfolios. Okay, so they start from uh, a clean uh, balance sheet. I think they are here to stay, and I think for the international traditional ship lending banks, this competition can only bring positive results.
0: Thank you very much, George. Talking about. And uh, and I would like that to be the last um, round of uh, um, last last comment because I'm very conscious about the time. Talking about the more more and more corporate outlook of shipping finance and banks which are active in shipping, uh, would Katerina and Eleni give us some give us some share share with us their thoughts or inspiration about how ship finance will be in the next five years? Katerina, would you like to share with, you, share with us your views?
2: Sure. As our, all our colleagues mentioned, we go towards regulation. Regulation in banking, regulation in the shipping industry. We follow the environmental regulation on the one hand, and IMO 2020 was just the beginning. We're now going towards full decarbonization. And we have the banks that also have uh, corp- um, environmental responsibility, sustainability. And in ship financing, I think this can be translated in focus on green, pro- on green uh, projects, more banks joining Poseidon rules, Poseidon principles. Um, we can have more lenders uh, including, let's say, green scrapping in their loan agreements. And I think we, at some point, we may also Um, reach uh, non-financing, let's say, of coal for dry bulk carriers, who may even go there as far as the environmental regulation is concerned. Now, as George very well described, banks, apart from the environmental focus, have these uh, challenges from their own regulators with their focus on their cost of capital, which is being increased all the time, And although I do find traditional banks as the main source of capital during the next five years, okay, some lenders leave, other lenders, Greek and Cypriot banks, uh, go in aggressively. We have the alternative source of capital uh, surrounding us. They have always been there, actually, for the last 20 years. It's not something new. Uh, But we as bankers have reached the point, and we are called to be creative and to find this sweet spot, let's say, um, in order to bring and generate returns for our shareholders uh, above our hold rates, and at the same time not uh, deteriorating the risk position of the bank. This is something very difficult and very challenging. And uh, I just feel that I am very privileged to work in an organization uh, which is active for 40 years uninterruptedly. Uh, We have this diversified portfolio which gives us this flexibility. This is where flexibility is hidden. And on the other hand, we have a very large spectrum of uh, products that we can serve our more sophisticated clients. We also look at, let's say, leverage acquisition finance, uh, M&As for the big ones. We have recently concluded a sophisticated structure in the trade finance area for a a listed client of ours. We need to be more creative because uh, the cost of funding is increasing and um, we don't want traditional bank to exit shipping, especially if there is a bank with uh, such a long history with no um, uh, minimal losses, let's say.
0: Thank you very much, Katarina Ellen.
1: So it's it's very difficult not to be repetitive uh, here, but um, I'd say one thing is that um, it's clear, like Nino, one of the things I've learned, like Nino, in my short tenure in shipping, is that it's very difficult to make predictions. And I'm sure, like if you went five years back, no one would have expected where we are today. Uh, Equally, banking has been difficult to make predictions, because if I was asked the same question in 2007, I think very few people would have predicted what happened from two thousand and eight onwards. But there are clearly two trends that we cannot ignore. I mean, one thing is regulation, and again, I won't repeat what my colleagues here have said, which is spot on, and environmental, social and governance responsibility. What I would say is that this is not just like you know banks like you know, sort of like you no know, responsibility here. I mean, we're partners. And you know one of the things that you know involves shipping, is that this is a long-term partnership because you invite us to participate in projects that Lagnino like, you know, will take Nino like, you know, 15 years, 20 years, Nino like, you know, too mature, Nino, like, you know, I am sure most of you tend to be there for the long run. So therefore, in the terms of partnership, we want the owner's cooperation in trying Nino like, you know, to be active in the next day, as Katerina said. What this means is that you also need a profitable bank as your partner. So therefore, like you know, it is no use to, to fight about the 20 or 30 basis points, like the difference in margin, because at the end of the day, this is an investment that will keep your bank, your partner afloat for the next, like you know, decade alongside your projects. And I'm sure, like you know many of you, have found yourself in difficulty when significant lenders have decided to exit the market and you know you were concerned as to how you would fill like you know that gap and it's not about the gap around shipping finance or you know getting lending but who will do your operations who will send the payroll to your crews who will do the ship closings etc so again like in a big evolution how ship closings are done these days because of compliance regulation not because of environmental or anything else so what might please to you is that I don't think we need necessarily like you know long loan agreements like you know, with Poseidon principles or like you know, all these things that sorry for my legal colleagues here, but like no only make legal firms like Nino you know, richer and happier. I think we need a joint understanding that like you know we both parties will be here for the long run, and we can only make this if we both invest in this relationship. So that that is probably where I want to close. I'd say, well, probably now. The last thing I'd like to say, is that one of my clients said to me the other day that even when the world was destroyed, they were saved by a ship. And he was referring to Noah. So, you know. And it is true, I think, in this, like, in a world where global trade is still done by shipping, by the overwhelming majority, you're here to stay, and we want to be with you in the next day.
0: Thank you very much, Lenin. With this positive uh, comment, <laughs> um, I-, I think that... I'm sure that Poseidon principles will occupy us for a considerable time. Would, uh, you know, Pashir and George like to give their views or tell us what it applies with within their own institutions? Sure,
5: I know I'm that DMP. No, no, I mean, look, I think, you know, we are one of the signatory uh, parties yes. to, to the Poseidon principles. And I think, uh, you know, it is important to note that in the current environment, uh, there's a lot of focus, as was pointed out by my colleagues here before, on ESG, uh, and this is not just uh, in in the shipping space in in general uh, and and on the investor side for shipping. Also, as a banking institution, we are being asked these questions by our investors as well. So I think this is just uh, the way the world is changing. Uh, We're uh, accommodating, uh, we're making some changes uh, to report Policy indeed that is already in place. Uh, essentially, what we're doing is we're tracking the overall trend, as uh, indicated by by IMO by 2050 in terms of carbon emissions. We're tracking that trend on a portfolio basis. But I think it's um, yeah. Again, it's important to note that this is a trend uh, that will continue to impact the business. We have discussions around propulsion. Um, how that is going to change your shipping business going forward. So being on the forefront on these types of themes in this environment, uh, with as much scrutiny as we're getting from investors on this, is important to uh, to sustain yourself.
0: When it comes to who's going to take the bill for this, I'm sure that everybody knows the, the answer. The
1: end consumer. At the end of yes. the day, it's the end consumers with everything that goes on as yeah. regulation.
4: George, I'm covered by my colleagues. Uh, a few things about ABN Amaro uh we have been in this business for many many years we think that uh, it it's in our dna to be in uh, shipping i'm not saying we are the smartest guys i'm not saying we are the cheapest bank i'm not saying we are the most aggressive bank either but i can uh, confirm that uh, we are going to be around uh,
0: today and tomorrow Thank you very much,
3: George. Any concluding? No, just on the Posano principles, because also ATB is a signatory, um, if it wasn't the Posano principles, it would have been the regulator stepping in and doing something much worse. Simple as that. Uh, you know, when DNB, the Dutch National Bank, not, uh, not anything else, asked us, what have you done about the environment with respect to shipping finance? And our initial response was nothing. They said, OK, you know, why are you in this business? Uh, maybe you should revise, uh, but we said we have no losses. Actually, our return on equity, as George said, is 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 healthy. It's sustainable. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You know there are other businesses as well, so you can do something else. So again, on the Poseidon principles, if if it wasn't this small first step, which is far from ideal, far, you know, the last thing I want is suddenly to become an expert on you know this environmental. I like that to you know from a f- theoretical point of view, but assessing it on my day-to-day job and the, you know, discussing propulsion more as a matter of need, rather than as a matter of educating myself about this, this, this topic, you know, you know that's, um, that's something not, at least. Thank you very much.
0: Kater- Katerina?
2: Yeah, just to say that HSBC is not the signatory as of yet, but we are looking closely into it, so I believe that we will soon be one of the signatories and uh on our presence uh in the local community we are used to work countercyclically so we think that this is the time to invest more in shipping
0: last but not least the landing
1: so i'd say that sorry i get this wrong all the time So, Piro's Bank is not a signatory to the Poseidon Principles. However, we're one of the founding members and like the initial signatories of the United Nations Principles for Responsible Banking, which includes environmental and social and governance responsibility. Uh, That is 35 banks across the world. Um, So, we see this across sectors as a very important theme in our business. Now, having said that, because I'm probably the only one among our colleagues that look outside shipping, I'd say that, yes, there is the scrutiny around shipping, but you know, let us be frank, it's not just shipping that is the largest polluter, like Nino you know, around like, you know, the industries. I mean, we finance aircrafts, we finance Lagnino like, you know, uh, lignite, we finance cones, it's not just that, like, you know, we, we mentioned about like, you know, will we have appetite as banks to finance the transportation of coal? But if you think about that, even if you go fully electrical, someone needs to provide the power and the renewable source of energy, they're insufficient to provide power. So until we move into a fully green environment, I think we need sense to prevail. Uh, because as we said at the end of the day, like Nino, you know, we need to continue operating smoothly and we need to ensure that the end consumer uh, is also not paying like you Nina know, the bill uh, or the ship owners do not pay the bill against like you Nina know, other industries that you know should be taking part of this As part of the social and environmental responsibility as well.
0: With this fair comment, we conclude today's panel. Any any questions from the audience? Feel free to ask any questions, since we have such a good panel here. I think all the questions have been answered. That's my assumption. Thank you very much, everybody.